Welcome to the podcast where we track down Australian war veterans, have a chat with them and hear their stories. I'm Alex Lloyd and this is Life on the Line. They were building positions in there if for a fight. happened to us, by the time anyone got to us, I think it was chaos. the weather was so bad, there would be no to run boots full of blood. And the next thing I hear was alarms screaming. Chances were very, very slick. The soldiers didn't want to go into the ambushes, so they'd send the kids in first. So he was sent in first into an ambush and he got shot in the stomach. It was very hard for me, very hard for my family. And the pain burst. Proud of the crew, proud of what I've achieved and what I'm doing. The volunteer for service was in effect to put your life on the line. Welcome to Life on the Line. This bonus episode is a collection of highlights from the Reserve Forces Day Parade, a mix of music, history, and the contribution of the reserves to our Defence Forces. Enjoy. I'm Alex Lloyd, and I'm walking towards the Anzac Memorial in Hyde Park on the 1st of July, 2018, the Reserve Forces Day Parade. And it is the 20th year of Reserve Forces Day parades. I was at this parade last year when I got to speak to World War II veteran Norton Duckmanton. Last year's Reserve Forces Day parade commemorated centenary of the charge of Beersheba. The Reserve Forces Day parades are conducted by the Reserve Forces Day Council. The idea is to recognise, thank and promote the efforts of our Australian reservists across the Army, Navy and Air Reserves. More and more members of the public are arriving, whether they're friends or family of those in the reserves or just coming along to watch the spectacle. Number of tourists as well, which is nice to see. What of course is a shame for today's parade is that the Hyde Park Anzac Memorial is undergoing renovations, so the glorious building is covered in scaffolding. So it's not quite as picture perfect as last year, but the show must go on. It's funny being here and just standing around seeing so many gentlemen and ladies wearing medals on the left side of their chest and some of them are quite full rows of medals. It's, there are so many individual stories out there. But this humble podcast definitely cannot capture all of them, which is a shame because I know just how many there are out there to hear, but that's why we interview as diverse range of guests as we can to capture as many variety of stories as possible so one can represent many. This year we continue to commemorate the centenary of the First World War and the service of part-time soldiers, sailors and airmen and nurses who served during those years. As a prelude to the parade, we will be presenting First World War descendants with medallions commemorating the service of their relatives. And they will now march on to the parade ground area. This is in fact the 20th and the final Sydney Parade for Reserve Forces Day. I think it's going to be the final for many of the parades interstate as well. It's been a very successful exercise in raising the profile of the Tri-Reserves and thanking them past and present for their service. But I think probably given the number of reservists as well as the fact it's been 20 years and it's the final centenary year of World War I, it's probably a good time to pull the curtain down. Marching on now, our World War I descendants to receive medallions. 
to supplement the reservists parading today are cadets of various Army, Navy and Air Force institutions, which is a great way to bring the older and younger generations together. So this year, the Lancer Band and the Manly Warringah Pipe Band are going to be marching side by side and playing together, which is different from last year. I'm sure will lead to an interesting outcome. Colonel John Moore retired, founder of the Reserve Forces Day Commemoration Parade 20 years ago, accompanied by his right-hand man, Major Frank Woodhams, retired, and members of the Reserve Forces Day Council, will now lead the formations onto the parade. This is to honour their work with the Reserve Forces Day Council and Major Woodham's efforts in establishing the 30th Battalion New South Wales Scottish Regimental Association. The first 15th Royal New South Wales Lancers Regimental Band and the Manly Warringah Pipes and Drums will accompany the contingents as they move into their parade positions. When all are in position, the parade regimental sergeant major will hand over to the parade commander. Now we have had a few different podcast guests coming together on this show. Lieutenant Colonel John Moore retired, interviewed on last year's Reserve Forces Day Parade episode. Major Frank Woodhams interviewed recently by Angus Horden about the Scottish Rifles and the aforementioned Lancer Band. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please stand for the arrival of His Excellency, the Honourable Tom Bathurst, who will be afforded a vice-regal salute by the parade and his light horse escort. Shortly, musician Elizabeth Smith from the 1st 15th Royal New South Wales Lancers Regimental Band will sing for us the Regimental March of the 2nd Division, Mosier. I will correct the narrator there that she is now Lance Corporal Elizabeth Smith, not musician. War standards, try service standards, That was Lance Corporal Elizabeth Smith and the 1st 15th Royal New South Wales Lancer Band performing Posy Airs. There is a musical bonus at the end of this episode, so stick around to the end and don't skip the outro. But for now, back to the parade. As stated earlier, we are commemorating the centenary of the battles of the Australian Corps 
from July and August in front. These battles took place on the 4th of July at Hamel and on August the 8th north of the Vital Rail Junction at Iowa. Representing the Chief of Defence Force, we have Major General Catherine Tui, AMCSC, to deliver her message on behalf of the Chief of Army. Australia has a long history of service from its citizen soldiers. Indeed, this history precedes Federation. The militia forces, forebears of today's reservists, deployed from New South Wales to serve during the Boer War. They left as New South Welshmen, but returned as Australians after our Federation on the 1st of January, 1901. 17 years later, it was a citizen soldier, John Monash, who became one of Australia's best known and most successful military leaders in the First World War. His leadership and military professionalism are still used as examples for all aspiring within the ADF, regardless of whether they serve in the full or part-time force. Citizen soldiers then formed the second AIF in World War II and were the hammer stroke used by Montgomery to turn the tide of the campaign in the Western Desert before returning to defend our shores. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my great pleasure to introduce to you the Lieutenant Governor, His Excellency Tom Bathurst, AC. Reservists have played an important part in Australian history, commencing with their participation as part of the New South Wales contingent in the Sudan and the Second Boer War. Australia was grateful when we entered into the First World War that many of its officers and those from other ranks from the militia were available and willing to form the nucleus of the first Australian Imperial Force. These members were the reservists of the early part of the 20th century. Since that time, reservists have seen action in every major conflict in the 20th century. Those actions have included World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, and more recently, the Gulf War and the war in Afghanistan, as well as other deployments such as to East Timor and the Solomon Islands. Today's parade marks 20 years exactly from the date of our first parade on the 1st of July 1998 down George Street. This parade saw 5,000 serving and former members of the three service arms of the reserve forces parade alongside colleagues and the equipment of both present and past service. Due to falling numbers, this will be the last. Now, while this inevitably causes us some sadness, the sadness is mitigated by the widespread acknowledgement of the contributions of the skill and expertise of reservists in maintaining Australian Forces capability, a service which continues today and will undoubtedly continue with increasing importance into the future. I now invite Senator Major General Jim Molan, retired, to read the message from the Prime Minister. In real life, General Molan made his career in the Australian Army and served with great distinction for the whole of his career, including high command in Iraq in the first part 
of the years 2004 and 5. Now he's joined the unreal world of politics. Good luck, sir. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce Senator Mullen to read to you or give to you the message from the Prime Minister, the Honourable Malcolm Turnbull. A message from the Prime Minister, Reserve Forces Day 2018. On behalf of the government and all Australians, it's an honour to join with you in recognising the vital role that reservists play in upholding our nation's defence. 100 years ago, former citizen militia, the equivalent of today's Army Reserve, were present at the battles of the Western Front fighting under the astute command of General Sir John Monash. Having risen through the ranks of the citizen militia himself, Monash applied experience, skill and ingenuity that would do much to bring the war to a close. And now begins the march off. If you enjoyed this highlights reel, I did a similar episode earlier this year for Anzac Day, which also included my two-up adventures. You can check out last year's episode, From World War II to the Reserves with Norton Duckmanton, for my conversation with Norton, a Second World War veteran. Also in that episode is my chat with John Moore, and highlights from the 2017 Reserve Forces Day Parade. Scottish Rifles with Frank Woodhams came out last month. And finally, check out last year's bonus episode, The Lancer Band, with Elizabeth Smith, for great music and more. The band cover Red Gum, Cold Chisel, and it was just a really fun episode. Connect with us on social media by searching Life on the Line on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter at www.lifeonthelinepodcast.com forward slash subscribe. Given the historical focus of the parade, Instead of our usual closing music, today's episode will end with the full studio recording of Posiers, the 2nd Australian Division March, performed and recorded by the Lancer Band, used with their permission. Life on the Line is brought to you by Thistle Productions, artwork by Big Hat Design, theme music by Dan Van Werkhoven. Thanks for listening, and lest we forget. <laughs> <laughs>